Hello everyone and welcome to Silo's Spooky Universe. Today Silo presents the legends and lore of Turnbull Canyon. Turnbull Canyon is part of the 3,870 acre Puente Hills Nature Preserve in Whittier, California, about 20 miles east of Los Angeles. Today it is used for hiking, walking your dog, mountain biking, and even the occasional ghost hunting. Now, what exactly would cause this place to be a specter hotspot? Well, it's dark history, of course, so let's dive in. The Turnbull Canyon slash Puente Hills Nature Preserve was originally named Awingna by the Tongva Indians, which were the Native Americans who once owned the land. In the late 1760s, Spaniards established missions so that they may bring Christianity to the different people and tribes that they came across. The Tongvas became somewhat of a target to these missions, and as the Spanish arrived, they began to give the Tongva people Spanish names and placed them in Christianity conversion camps that they called rancherias. The conditions of these conversion camps were not exactly great though. The Tongva were treated like peasants and made to work like slaves on the ranches and farms in the area. Many were forced to be baptized, give up their way of life and culture, and even their language. The Spanish even stopped the use of their tribal name Tongva and gave them the Spanish name Gabrileño. This, along with the spread of European diseases that were killing some of the Tongva population, caused some pretty quick tension amongst the Tongva and the Spaniards. In many cases, those who rebelled were exiled, others set to years of hard labor, which is harder labor than they were already subject to, and many, mainly the Tongva men, were killed. In one case, a Tongva chieftain was killed when he attempted to kill a Spanish soldier who had assaulted his wife. The chieftain fired an arrow at the Spanish soldier, who blocked it with his shield and shot back with his musket. Frightened at the power of the firearm, the rest of the tribe fled, and the chieftain's head was put on a spike at the entrance of the Spaniard's gate as a warning for all those who wished to attempt the same. Those who were thought to be planning rebellion were punished with lashings or worse. On occasion, in the early hours of the morning, the Spaniards would leave on horseback, lassoing Tongva women in the Christianity conversion camps like they were cattle so that they could have their way with them. If any man tried to stop them, they were powerless against the Spaniards' armor and weaponry and were killed with the soldiers' muskets. This went on until around the mid-1820s, when Mexico won its independence from Spain. Many Tongva natives perished either to disease brought by the Spaniards, the terrible conditions that they were subject to, or they were murdered by those that they rebelled against. Now there are some misconceptions about the name that the natives gave to this canyon, so I figured I would mention that as well. Many say that the natives gave Turnbull Canyon the name Hotumna, or the place of darkness and death, but this name was actually given to an area roughly 17 miles southeast of Turnbull Canyon, towards the hills around a place called Yorba Linda, where some rebellious Tongva natives were chased to by Spaniards and ultimately met their demise. Now let's flash forward to the late 1870s where a Scottish immigrant named Robert Turnbull purchased the land to raise sheep and sell the wool for a great profit. Robert Turnbull's reputation was that of a town drunk. He would drink regularly, was rarely seen sober even when conducting business deals, and was known to start fights while intoxicated, rarely winning any bouts. Turnbull sold the farm in 1887 for a large profit of $30,000, which is equivalent to roughly under a million dollars today when accounting for inflation. A year later in 1888, while enjoying the money he had made from the sale of the farm, Turnbull was doing what he enjoyed the most, drinking and starting fights. 
On his way home that day, he fell off of his horse and was arrested for public intoxication. When he returned home the next day, his face was bloodied, broken, and covered in bruises. The trauma to his head resulted in an aneurysm that caused him to fall to his death off of a bridge. So the question remains, who murdered Robert Turnbull? Was he attacked on his way home that day, or was he beaten by the very people who had arrested him? We may never know, as his attacker was never caught. Shortly after his death, the canyon was named Turnbull Canyon in his honor by the people who had purchased the canyon from him. On April 16, 1952, Flight 416 West left New York City on its way to Hollywood, California, but it would never reach its final destination. On April 18, 1952, one of the pilots, Captain Powell, flew roughly 10 feet below the suggested altitude to try to get a better view through the thick fog that covered the air that day. This minor disobedience by the pilot caused Flight 416 to scrape its wing alongside the canyon and spin out of control, causing a loud and fiery impact. The lives of all 29 passengers on board were unfortunately taken. The crash was so bad though that it was hard for those who arrived at the wreckage to distinguish what was people as the flames and the explosion of the aircraft had effectively turned many of the deceased into near dust. Shrapnel from the plane crash was found throughout multiple acres of the canyon and one of the deceased passengers was found over 70 feet away from the crash while still strapped to his seat. Locals have told stories of occult activities being held in the canyon during the Great Depression era. Many families had to give up their kids to orphanages during these rough times, and it was said that a mysterious satanic cult would adopt or kidnap these orphaned children in order to use them as sacrifices before leaving their bodies in the canyon, though this can't exactly be verified. Locals have also told stories of a mental asylum that was once in the area but burned down in the 1940s. It's been said that electroshock equipment from this asylum was found by a group of teenagers in the early 60s while exploring the canyon. The electroshock device, somehow still dormant after all these years, was said to have killed one of the boys who was daring enough to touch it. Turnbull Canyon even has stories of certain trees that were used for hangings. Those who travel through the canyon occasionally claim to hear the cries of these land orphan children and sometimes claim to even see their spirits. Others claim to see a phantom smoke and loud explosion-like sounds coming from near the area of the old plane crash. People say that they occasionally feel like they are being watched or followed while on hikes, as if hundreds of eyes were on them. Some claim to see the spirits of the Tongva natives and the sounds of war drums. Others claim to see the ghosts of Flight 416, who have not been able to move on. Turnbull Canyon also claims to be home to the Gates of Hell, which in this case are actual gates that are held together by rusted chains just below the canyon in the Hacienda Heights area. Some locals claim that the area behind the gates are used for cult practices, KKK meetings, and satanic worship. Some have even claimed to have found the skeletons of infants while exploring the area behind the gates, but there isn't really anything I could find to support this as true. In 2002, Gloria Gaxiola was unalived by three of her so-called friends in Turnbull Canyon before they drove away while dragging her body by the foot on the side of the road. Thankfully, her killers were caught and sentenced, but not until 2008 when a witness came forward with new information. In 2011, a woman was found in the canyon with multiple body parts missing. They have yet to identify her. 
Locals and visitors alike claim that the dark and ominous energy that the canyon emits is almost palpable. With its dark and tragic past, is it possible that some of these spirits feel stuck here? Could some of the local legends and stories of cults, sacrifices, burned down mental asylums, and kidnapped orphans be true? That's for you to decide. Now I'd like to take this time to apologize if I mispronounced anything because I more than likely did. And of course, thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Silo Presents Legends and Lore. And make sure that you follow or subscribe for more content like this in the future. As a side note, if you are interested in learning more about Turnbull Canyon and its history, all of my sources are down below. Thank you everyone for watching, and I'll see you next time.